0: Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle.
1: Hi everybody, it's Brad and Jana, and welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast.
0: Hey everybody, how you doing? (laughs)
1: We are so excited that you have tuned in today, and we have an incredible message we want to share with you, Um, a great discussion today on um, a message that Brad actually brought forth yesterday uh, to our church congregation, and the title of it is Keep At It, and um, I thought it was so powerful because um as brad's going to be bringing this to you and the scriptures encouraging you challenging you um how it challenged me and i'm going to kind of just interject throughout him speaking today is knowing who we are in christ um, as the basis of these scripture verses he's bringing to us And um, there was a powerful story, and I just want to open up with this, and then it's going to kind of just enter us into this message. But um, there's a story um, that's been told that once upon a time, a queen's daughter was slouching in her dining room chair, and the queen told her to sit up straight and she did only to later slouch back down again. This went on for quite some time until finally after several rounds of telling her daughter to sit up straight, the queen said, sit up my child, don't you know who you are? And I've never forgotten that story because as um, Christians, as those who are children of the Most High God we need to know who we are in Christ what becoming a Christian has afforded us and just like the Queen saying to her daughter don't you know who you are the minute we realize who we are we're no longer gonna slouch we're no longer going to um, allow things to distract and to keep us down and be lethargic in our walk with Christ but if we realize who we are that we are the daughter or the son of the most high God we are gonna take a different position um, as we walk in this life with confidence with boldness we are gonna pursue the things of God so this morning I just ask or if you're listening and tuning in in the afternoon or evening I ask that you would just listen up right now to hear what Brad's gonna be bringing forth
0: the reason this I know is important to Jana and I know it's really important to me, is because um, the content has to do with the Apostle Paul encouraging those in the Philippian church to keep living right before God. Um, and I we never I never want to take the podcast and you know use them to be a soapbox for anything. But having been doing ministry since 1987. And having been in the role of being around a lot of churches, on staff at a church, tr- doing evangelism around the world, and then now f- past, actually having a congregation of people um, that, that, that sees people come in and come out and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you really begin to see, does or do people who call themselves Christians understand that we are supposed to be moving forward in our spiritual growth, that we are supposed to every day strive to be more like Christ. So I'm going to read two verses out of the book of Philippians. It's found in chapter 2. We're going to read verses 12 and 13. And uh, these are the words of the Apostle Paul, encouraging the church there at Philippi, but of course we take these and apply this to ourselves today. Um, So let me read this to you. Paul says, therefore, so that therefore points us back to something that he had been talking about previously. So now he's going to, and I'll get to that in a second, but it says, therefore, my beloved, so he's talking to believers, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So what he's talking about here is a word that we see in the Bible and, and a word that we use from a theological position that has to do with spiritual growth, and it's it's the, it's the word sanctification. Um, it's a technical word or a word in the word of God that has to do with um what growing in spiritual maturity Mm -hmm. so paul is actually saying to those in his church he's commending them he's exhorting them and encouraging them that they've been living right for god they've been growing in godliness while he's around them but he's applauding them yeah y'all doing a good job while i while i'm away from you you are still Mm -hmm. from i hear and i get reports that you are still moving forward in your spiritual growth you're still striving to live a life of sanctification, of, of godliness uh, in the presence of the Lord. And um, that's, that's what the meat of this is about. And he's saying you're not only doing it, but you're working out your own salvation. We're going to learn what that means in a minute, with fear and trembling. So you are, you are working on, you're taking this serious. You're taking your spiritual growth, you're taking your spiritual maturity, you're taking your desire to be more like Christ, you're taking it serious, you're working on it, uh, and you're actually doing it before God with reverent humility before a holy God. There's a, there's a sense of, man, I want to make sure I'm doing this, I'm living right, and, and you're respecting uh, the God for whom you are striving to live yes. this way. So it's really powerful, and I and I, as a matter of fact, in First Thessalonians four three, it says, "For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality." Think about that. Mm-hmm. He's even saying that it is the will of God that you live a sanctified life, and then he specifically targets sexual immorality. Um, think about the world we live in today, and think about all the. Um, Sexual immorality that's going on and even begins to bleed into the church. Paul's saying, Live for God, live sanctified, live right before Him. And just to give you know an understanding of sanctification, we are once we get come to Christ and we Mm -hmm. confess Jesus as our Savior, um, truly have become a believer, we are justified immediately at that moment. We're declared Mm -hmm. not guilty in the court of heaven. And at that moment, we are now separated as unto God. That's that sanctification, Mm -hmm. separating us as unto God. But sanctification now begins to be a journey. So we begin, um, justification is the starting point on the line of our spiritual life in Christ. And sanctification is the line itself. So we're now living our life. We've become born again. It's now we now begin to walk out of life in Christ with a desire to do that on our own because God's not going to make us. The Holy Spirit's not going to make us. We're going to learn. He's going to be there with us to help us. But this is something that we need to desire to do on our own. And I talked to him yesterday. We have passion for a lot of things in life. We have passion to pursue a lot of things in life, but we seem to put the passion to pursue Christ's likeness way down on the priority list when it should be the number one thing, because if the more you're living like Christ, the more you're gonna affect people around you, your family, yes. unsaved friends. Um, you read in the Bible these different phrases that, that relate to sanctification, or or mean it, or the, the Bible's pointing to it, when you hear things like becoming more like Christ, or imitating Jesus, following Jesus, looking more like Jesus, or displaying the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's all referring mm-hmm. to a lifestyle of sanctification that we are trying to live a life that's different this um the word therefore what actually paul's pointing back to is he just got done talking to them in this in in the central part of the book of philippians from philippians 1 27 to philippians 2 18 he's he has his whole center section of the book he's got this huge exhortation and that has to do with this conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of christ yes. that's that's his main then he says therefore now so now live this way yes. and i told the people in our in our yesterday that that hit me when i read again conduct yourselves in a manner worthy mm-hmm. of the gospel of christ the gospel of christ what's the gospel the gospel is you were a lost sinner you were born into you born into sin born a sinner lost the Separated from God by your sin the gospel is that Jesus came and died for your sins and now through Christ and Christ alone Believing in him as your Savior. Can you now be forgiven and made right with God the Father? Um, we need to live and conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of that gospel So I ask anyone listening and I ask ourselves again yes. Are we living a life that fits the gospel and I think this is so important and it's not to get on anybody But sometimes we need to be challenged look at ourselves because the church would, have, would be more powerful. The people in the, in the church, obviously, who make up the church would be more powerful if we would all choose to wake up every morning and say, I want to live a life that fits the gospel. I, I don't want to live a life that fits the world. I want to live a life that looks like I've truly been separated from the world. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. But it shows that I live a life that the gospel has transformed me. It's a call to holy living. It's a call to holy conduct. And, you know, sometimes we hear people and some teachings that are going on that, you know, you, you, you don't really have to worry about, you know, being convicted of your sin and this kind of thing. But I don't see that in the Bible. I think that God challenges us and we are challenged in the word to look at our lives, to examine ourselves. And when we mess up, we confess our sins. And yes, he's faithful and just to forgive us for our sins. But that doesn't mean we live any way we want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted to say this before I, I, I turn this over to my wife there's a principle in this that tells us that we're supposed to be actively pursuing this. Mm. It says, work out. Work out. I go to the gym. I go to the gym to stay fit. Well, I work out there. I work out to be fit. We're supposed to work out. We're supposed to work out our salvation. doesn't mean that, um, that, uh, that we somehow save ourselves by our own works. It doesn't mean that we do whatever we want to do because we're working out our own salvation. It's the exact opposite of that. Basically, it's meaning that we're supposed to be becoming, again, more mature and growing in greater godliness, but we're supposed to be active in this. So we're supposed to be working it out. We're not supposed to be passive in our growth and godliness. We're supposed to be active in this. We're supposed to be striving, moving forward. So whole purpose of why we do these podcasts is to encourage you and to inspire you Mm -hmm. to live all out for God. Well, one of the ways we live all out for God, listen, we're not living, this is not an old school message or an old school teaching. It's the apostle Paul telling us, encouraging them as we're encouraging you. If you're living for God and you're growing in godliness and you are striving, I encourage you as the apostle Paul encouraged them. I encourage you, keep at it. Keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, keep moving forward, keep living like Christ, keep becoming more like Christ, keep imitating Christ, keep following Christ, and hey, if you're out there you're saying, you know what, Brett, I'm not doing that, I'm becoming kind of lazy in that, I don't really read the word, I don't really care what I watch, I don't care what I listen to, I'm really kind of being sluggish in that, then I encourage you today, then step up your game, pursue godliness, actively pursue it, work on it. Take it serious. See, see what this is all about. See what it can do. How it's going to affect your life, right. and how it's going to affect others. And I'll turn it over to my wife. But I did. I want to say this. Paul, this message that Paul is giving us. It's not that. It, this is what it's not. God accepts you. Therefore, who cares how you live? Oh my. It's <laughs> this. God accepts you. Therefore, change is now possible. Yes. So God accepts you, but he wants us to live a life that's changed. So be active in your sanctification in the Christian life. Work it out. And then it says, work it out with fear and trembling. In other words, work it out. That's the word phobos, the word fear. Work it out in awe awe and reverence before God, in reverent humility. Work it out before God. Work it out. Live it out. And then the exciting thing about it is God is in there with you, helping you. He's helping you work at it, and it's all for his good pleasure. So I, I got encouraged, and I know that it encouraged my wife, and it's something that we need to always, every day, just you know, yes. check ourselves. Right, babe? And say, That's you know, right. am I living? It's almost like you take an account of yourself and yes. examine yourself and say, yes. where, what areas of my life am I really letting down my guard or am i allowing the world to come in and yes. you know i i some people say you know if you if you say anything about watching certain tv shows they think you're being an old fogey but think about <laughs> all that's on tv all it's trying to do is like warp our minds and bring in every type of sexual immorality or whatever into our right into our home right into the home of a person who confesses to be a believer so yes. i know we're all guilty of that but we need to change it and we need to strive, pursue. Actively work at being more Christ-like every day.
1: You know, it's so powerful what Brad just said. And um, (laughs) he makes me laugh old fogey. (laughs) I'm not an old fogey. That is so funny. Um, You know, there's something that Brad had said yesterday, and I wrote it down. And he said, pursuing Christ-likeness regulates what we think what we think of, what we say, what we watch, what we listen to. And kind of like the story we started out with, we need to know who we are in Christ, Mm -hmm. that we are a new creation. Um, When we come to Christ, the old man has passed away and the new man comes forth. And um, when you realize that, that sin no longer has dominion over you because Jesus paid the full price for that on Calvary, and so um, there's a couple of things when Brad was talking to you, I wanted to kind of give some examples, uh, wherever you are in your walk with Christ right now, whether you are just a new believer, you just freshly came to Christ, or if you've been walking out this journey for many, many years, um, we have some dear pastor friends uh, that we see every year, every two years, And there was a young man in their church, and this is about the sanctification process. And um, he had a pretty rough past, and where they're from in California, um, there's a lot of uh, gang members in this area, ex-gangs, just, um, you know, uh, a lot of people living on the streets and fighting and all of that stuff, not saved. And so he came to Christ. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny, you giggle a little bit, but this is how the sanctification process can work in some people's lives. He would be in church, and right there, that is just a miracle. You know, he once lived for the world, and now he's living for Christ. But when pastor would preach, he would stand up and he would amen him, but before he amend him, amend him, he there was um, some choice words he would say in front of the amen, and um, they they were curse words, and um, you know he wasn't. I really believe he wasn't trying to be disrespectful. Um, that he was. I really believe that sanctification process was occurring in his life, and now the the young man's a pastor, and he does not do that anymore, but but there is a process. you know, I've heard before, um, just read in this in this Christian book of a young woman who was using her gifts and talents at church, a very beautiful young woman, but she was dressing like the world dresses and it was causing a little bit of a stir uh, with some people in the church because um, it was, you know, her dress wasn't uh, modest and so being beautiful, you could imagine the attention it would draw. Um, so, so an an elder woman, an older woman, just gently brought her aside and just talked to her um, just about her dress. And because this young woman was saved, she was, um, you know, had the right heart about her. She didn't take offense. She said, oh my goodness, I didn't realize how I was dressing was having these effects, especially on some men in the church. And so... I wanted to bring a few examples because there is a sanctification process of becoming more Christ-like. And I've said this before, I believe the Holy Spirit, He's such a gentleman. Such a holy spirit that if we came to Christ and everything was brought to the forefront of everything that was so wrong in our life or sinful, it could be so overwhelming. How would we even change it all? But little by little, when you feel that nudge of, Ooh, I need to clean up my talk. And then maybe, I don't know, a week or two, Ooh, the same you know shows you watched and you they entertained you you're start you're going to start to be like wow that doesn't entertain me anymore. This is really bad what I'm watching. Um you're it's going to start being brought to the forefront of how sinful some things are and right then you just clean it up like like Brad said. You know you you repent when the Holy Spirit's coming, you see that, you yield to it, you change. And that's part of the sanctification process. I know as Brad came to Christ, It was such a radical conversion that immediately immediately there were some things in his life that, bam, right then, they changed and he never desired to do again. And then there was probably some other things that it was walking it out and coming under the Lordship of Christ. And so we encourage you today in that that um, we want to conduct ourselves of um somebody who professes to be a Christian, we want to be more christ like and it's like it's almost like a code of ethic and Brad and I were just talking about this before this podcast. There's a code of ethic. Uh, Of ethics that um, you you, uh, rehearse, you know, in the military. And it's the same as being a Christian. When you open up the Word of God, there's that code of ethics. And so as you dive into the Word, the Holy Spirit will bring that Word to life to you and as you are open he will start revealing some areas that he wants to do a work in so that you can become more Christ like in those areas
0: amen and remember what verse 13 says he says for it says for or because it is god who works in you mm. so somebody says well so i don't good. know if i can do this yes um, well you don't have to do it alone what it is is that you make it you make it an active decision, an active choice to pursue Christ-likeness, to, to, to pursue changing those things in your life that yes. are not you're not conducting your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. And guess, again, we've all been there, but it, Paul's telling them, you've been doing a great job, yes. keep at it, and know that God is at work in you for his good pleasure. So understand, this is what kind of thing that encourages me so much, before we leave you today is that God is at work in us already Um, and because he's at work in us already it's going to help us want to do it continue to do it and um, and and to keep and to keep at it because understand, he he didn't he's not leaving this up to you completely uh, to do on your own or to to achieve on your own but he is there in you working in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So he's equipping you. He's working in you to do what is well-pleasing in his sight. Um, But it requires our effort. Again, I can say it a hundred times. It's something that we actively pursue on our own. It's a desire that we should have every day we wake up. Say, I desire today. and Say it before the Lord in your prayer time. I desire today, Lord. Father, I desire in Jesus' name before you today to to actively pursue Christ-likeness, to live a life um, as unto you that's fitting of the gospel, that's worthy of the gospel. Yes. And I'm going to look at my life and examine myself and see if there's any areas of change. I'm going to make those changes. I I know that I, And I know that I can yes. because you are there in me to help me do this. So, you know, keep at it. And um, if you're doing right and doing these things, keep at it. And if you're needing to step up your game, step it up and keep moving forward in your walk with Christ. It's not something that, again, and I love this, what I was given to say yesterday, this is not something that we are passive about. We need to be going after this and living as unto God um, in the greatest possible way that we can. And ultimately you know what again I'll say it it changes your life it changes the life of those that you're intimately around family and friends and it changed those who are not saved around you as well because they will see that you are dramatically different there's something truly transformed about you and that's going to open their eyes as to what is that that's different about you
1: so you know, um, Brad had said something one time, and I thought it was so powerful. He was just talking about we live on this side of the cross now. You know, so many times there's condemnation that I believe the enemy tries to put on people um, of uh, before they were saved, and they, they, they live in condemnation, and there is no condemnation in Christ. Now, there is conviction when we sin, and we can just repent and get that right, but, um, you know, we live live on this side of the cross of what Christ did for us. We live victorious. And, you know, the greater one lives on the inside of us. And so, um, like, like Brad said, he's in work in us now, presently, currently helping us to change. And he is molding us. You know, we, I, I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but a silversmith, um, he is constantly putting the silver um, in the fire, right? For the dross, the stuff to come out of it. And when he knows that it has been purified, is when he brings it out and he's able to look at it and see his image reflect back to him for the purities are out. And so, so that, you know, it might feel like you're going through a fire right now, but you know, it's like, like Brad said. Um, It's a life worth living, man. And, and God is so faithful, so so we just encourage you right now, um, take everything to heart, what was said, uh, turn to the word, the scriptures that were given to you, ask the Lord to reveal to you areas, and I'm sure you already know what they are, and you know what, you're more than a conqueror, you can do it, and um, you can start today. His mercies are renewed daily, don't let the past keep you back in condemnation, Repent, turn from it, and start today that your your walk and that victorious walk in Christ.
0: Amen. So like Paul told his people in the Philippian church and us and then we tell you today, keep at it. Amen. Keep at it. It, it, is, it is well worth living a, a life, conducting yes. yourself in a manner worthy of of the gospel of Christ. Amen.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we know you are blessed. And we look forward to you listening to us on our next podcast.
0: We'll see you later.
1: Bye. Bye.